everyone. Welcome to another episode of Second Act Actors. I'm your host, Dr. Janet McMorty, and I was and still am a medical doctor trying to pursue a career in acting. This is another industry episode. My guest this week is Alona Smythe from Smythe Casting. Alona is a fantastic casting director here in Canada. She's based out of Ottawa, so casts basically everything that comes out of Ottawa, but she also casts uh, projects that are in Toronto as well, too. She is incredible. I have no financial gains, incentives, I don't get anything like that from this episode or any episode for that matter, Uh, but I have taken her workshops and I do coach with her. She has a phenomenal workshop for people who are just getting started into this industry and she also is an incredible acting coach for both kids and adults. But of course, she's also an incredible casting director. So this episode is fantastic, filled with tons of advice for new actors hoping to get a part in one of Alona's projects, but also seasoned pros who are dealing with the self-tape world that this pandemic has put us in. I hope you enjoy this episode. Please enjoy the wonderful Alona Smythe. Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me your story. How did you get into casting? I mainly kind of fell into it. Like I had taken, um, (laughs) oddly enough, I took early childhood education when I was younger because my parents, bless them, were willing to pay for my post-secondary and I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I knew college was cheaper than university. So I opted to do that. Uh, well, I then eventually moved to Carleton and took psych there. And then while I was there, I started working at an acting school and really enjoyed it. And uh, one of the teachers there would help like cast background for some productions that came through. And, um, you know, eventually I just decided to talk to producers and let them know that they could cast locally and that there's other ways to, you know, find talent. And I kind of took it upon myself to make it happen. I switched to film studies and then eventually dropped out with uh, 1.5 credits, three classes left. And I've since been apologizing to my parents. Um, When I, I dropped out to backpack Europe, came back and realized casting's what I really enjoyed and what I wanted to do. So I moved into helping cast some of the smaller local roles And then, you know, kind of really told some of the producers that there was more talent locally in Ottawa, which is where I started casting, and that they didn't need to necessarily bring as many people in from Toronto, and that there were some great local talent here, and that we could help, you know, build the industry here. And so I did. So they were, they loved the idea of saving money. Shocking. Producers enjoy that. So I went ahead and did that. And then I decided this is what I want to do. So I booked a flight to LA for a week and emailed 30 casting directors and said, I'm going to be there. I'd like to meet you. And, you know, one who did answer me, because many didn't, uh, was Meg Lieberman, who runs CBS. So I got to go to the lot there and sit down and talk to her and pick her brain. And, you know, then I came back and started taking opportunities where I would... Well, I went through like a separation. So I ended up like a single mom at some point there. And then I didn't know what to do half the time. I didn't have my son. So 
to me, I was like, well, I'm just going to live my life. So I went ahead and started showing up to festivals. So I would go to Sundance, Berlinelle, um, TIFF, AFM, and I started meeting with CA agents, UTA agents, you know, all the larger agencies to figure out who their sneaky Canadians were on their lists so that I would then be able to offer casting leads for a lot of the productions that came through. I'd also meet with like sales and distribution agencies to figure out, you know, how placing specific actors in different roles might help with their sales, both internationally and domestically. And, uh, yeah, just fostered a bunch of relationships from there. Ended up casting movies in Albuquerque, upstate New York, Toronto, Sudbury, you know, wherever they're going to pay me, I'll go. (laughs) So yeah. So that was kind of the way it went and I just love it. So everyone talks about how much hustle actors have to do, but that is an immense amount of hustle for what, a cast like how to become a casting director and then continue mm-hmm. i think one I've, I've learned so much from you in the past two years but one mm-hmm. of the biggest things i think i've learned is how much hustle everyone else in this industry has to do as well especially mm-hmm. you in casting to an extent yeah i mean when i first started casting too what i hated and 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 i did work at different acting studios and stuff and what I loved was going to audit classes in Toronto and LA and New York. And I would sit and everyone just assumed I wanted to be an actor. Cause I was super young. I was like 20 at the time. And I'd sit there and I'd take notes. But what I loved about it, I was seeing actors outside of what they are usually typecast in. I was seeing them taking on sites that were much larger than some of the smaller parts they were only getting. Cause they're maybe not part of the union yet. So then I was able to bring them in as a swing to some of these, auditions that, you know, were very specific. I was like, well, I know this person can handle it. So I would swing them in and, and, you know, give them other opportunities. Now I can't do that, unfortunately. Um, cause a, I don't think it's fair to the actors if I'm sitting in the back of class, <laughs> you want to enjoy it, but, um, you know, a few more Canadian actors know who I am versus back then. So, yeah, you know, and, and, you know, I've, I've had some great memories traveling and I, I hate quoting them because, you know, but uh, Woody Allen had this quote that 80% of it's just showing up and it's true. You know, like you, you really are your biggest barrier to doing anything. You know, the worst anyone's ever going to say is no. And then you're no further along than where you started. So might as well just try. Right. <laughs> and it's, it's interesting. I remember working with you one day and you were one of the first people to suggest meditation and that was i remember in your two-day class you it was like kiki ki was meditation and i remember being like okay and then <laughs> yeah right great because everyone everyone suggests it right you know like work on your inner self but but you really like really emphasize it so i started doing it and then of course you fall off the wagon like you do and then i remember working with you one-on-one and you could tell instantaneously you even said to me you're like you're still meditating. I was like, no, <laughs> because you could tell. And again, like you were saying about that mindset showing up and how key that is to, I think this entire, this entire industry. And I did not appreciate that at all. I think the meditation point for me is more like, yes, there's this like whole like hokey element to it that people definitely might not get on board to, but it's, to me, it's more about centering yourself. It's 
learning your breathing, controlling your breathing. Mm. Cause we're, we, you know, as an actor, you're going to show up in a room or on zoom or wherever on set in a situation where you have all these eyes on you, you're about to be completely vulnerable. You're going to have a camera this close or a camera here, you know, microphone right here. And it's just, it's going to help ground you and keep you present. It's also free. There are YouTube tutorials and as actors, the amount of money that are spent on classes and headshots and your setup and and everything. Mm -hmm. It is just, it's one element that you know, it's not going to cost you money and yeah, fall off, fall on, but It'll help you and it'll also show you that when you are running your sides and you're going through it, it'll remind you you're in control and you take those moments and as humans, we breathe, right? So you're going to pace it to the way that you need to, to either catch your breath or hasten your breath, depending on, you know, what the character's doing. Yeah. Has that been a big part of your life? Uh, Meditation? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes and no on and off like anyone else. I think it wasn't very a very long time. Like I think when I was starting this company, I kind of had, you know, I spent my twenties not going to bars on the weekend. I spent my twenties. My company originally started booking extras forever ago. My company still does. My amazing associates do that. And, you know, I would convince my friends to come over for a bottle of wine and we would book extras in my parents' basement. Mm -hmm. You know, that was like (laughs) a great weekend. Um, so there's a lot of sacrifice and a lot of drive and, and, you know, I'm sure some elements of my life got neglected because of that, but it really was when I went through my separation that I think, you know, it kind of threw me for a loop, right? I'm, I'm now a single mom of a two-year-old and I need to find a way to provide for myself and for him. And how am I going to do it when I had all this mania going on outside of my workplace? And if anyone works in film and I don't just do one movie at once. I usually have two or three. I have all this stuff going on. So I really had to find a way to work through it. And, and it was super helpful. So when you have like all that kind of chaos going on everywhere, right. And this industry is filled with that, right. (laughs) That's kind of what it is, right. It's Mm -hmm. intermittent. It's unpredictable. I mean, and so are our lives. Yeah. How else besides, like, you know, meditation and grounding, like, is there anything that you do, especially on days when you're feeling kind of like, blah? I mean, this pandemic has been a lot of blah for a lot of people. Right. Is there anything that kind of kickstarts that fire back up? I mean, there's, there can be a few things that I'll do. Like the pandemic was very different for me. I, I literally then became a full-time single mom. Like I was in mm-hmm. Toronto half the time, then in Ottawa half the time. And then when the pandemic ha- happened, I was in Ottawa and would found myself to be a full-time single mom versus 50%. Um, so that was <laughs> that was also an added thing. And then, yeah. you know, over the pandemic, luckily for us, it was it was the busy, busiest year I ever had. Um, so there's a lot to balance there, especially with no school. But I would just I would go take walks. I'd listen to a podcast, oddly, <laughs> oddly mm-hmm. enough. Um, you know, I, and if I felt like I was lacking, you know, there's always Beyonce's Lemonade album and I'd throw <laughs> in some formation and really just... <laughs> find my stash of fears and move through it. And, you know, and I'll take like, if something's upsetting me, I'll, I'll, I'll put a timer on and be like, Hey, you get two minutes to stress about this. And then you got, you got shit to do. So go do it. You got shit to do. <laughs> Speaking of the shit you do and you do yeah. a ton. I mentioned this already, but one of the most helpful things I think for me as a second act actor who did not come from a baseline of knowledge about the industry was your two day course, because you 
took what I found to be a very mystifying industry and like completely demystified it, mm-hmm. which it was funny because like you went, you showed us behind the scenes of casting websites and stuff. And you felt like we were doing something wrong. Like, Ooh, this is all a secret, but you're like, it's not, sh- this shouldn't be a secret. No. Yeah. And so I think like, I don't really have a question. I'm just like making a statement about how, how helpful, how helpful that class was, how critical that was. But I guess besides taking what should be mandatory, your two day class, do you have any, <laughs> any other, any other advice, especially for people coming into this weird industry without that baseline level of like theater school and introduction to it? Yeah. And, and some of the actors, you know, I've met have never done theater and, and they've turned out to be just naturally very intuitive humans who are mm-hmm. incredible at mastering characters and nuances of the human experience, which is super cool. But I, I think what started that wanting to do that workshop specifically is <clears throat> I started in a regional market. I've worked in many regional markets as well as larger markets. And now my company kind of just works in everywhere. And, and, what I found really frustrating, especially in regional markets, there's a lot of false information out there. You know, Google is your friend, but it also isn't helpful at the same time. And, you know, a lot of people would be like, well, check with Actra, you know, go to their website. They'll tell you who's good and who's not. But for someone who has no idea what Actra is, which is the union, by the way, for, for actors in Canada, but the, the difference is, is they don't understand that or where the resources that are trusted are. It's a problem. There's a lot of these agencies showing up in regional markets that are charging, you know, single moms $2,000 to get their kid in this. Then they'd have to take an $800 course and $600 US cash for, you know, photos within it and all these false promises. The main reason I started doing that workshop, because I coach actors individually one-on-one, I think, I, you know, we move mountains doing that versus with, you know, I won't take more than 12 people, but you only get 15 minutes of my time. And yes, it's really cool watching other people and you can learn something. I used to audit classes all the time and there's a community and group classes. I just prefer to work one-on-one. But the reason I did it is to lift that veil of bullshit from the industry, to to lift that idea that you don't get to know. And it's, it's you know, a little bit of gatekeeping. It really is a business. And if you're going to be an actor, like any other business you're going to go into, you need to know how it works because you can go and figure out what animal you were in a past life and, you know, practice your breathing and do all those things and play in class after class after class. But if you don't understand how the business works, you're going to spend all your time and energy on that, but not know how to navigate it. You would be shocked by the amount of actors who are either working or want to be working and they don't know what they would get paid for a day's work, whether they're at an actor level or principal level who don't know what a C-pit movie is or what a buyout is. And, you know, you would never take a job at any point in your adult life, if you didn't know what you're going to be paid. Right. So it's just really understanding that and figuring out what your end goal is and, and what steps do you need to take to get there? You know, that there's a lot of information out there and I, I try to give anyone I coach the, the most amount of free resources <laughs> that there are, um, that I know that are, are reliable and, and true ones. Um, but yeah, that was the main reason I did it. Um, because, you know, coaching isn't my number one casting movies is, and mm-hmm. it just kind of, I just got frustrated one day and was like, we're doing this. And then it kind of took off. So uh, like, why, why is that about 
actors because we're it's we're notorious for. It. I think maybe just the arts in general. Maybe it's because we have this mindset of oh, I'm happy. I'm just happy to be here. Like we don't see it as a business. I I don't know what it is um, because. And I'm not, this is going to sound toot toot my own horn, but like being in a, a doctor is a business, right? Which is what, and so I came into acting business, right? Business. Sorry. I know it's art and like, it's supposed to be like freeing and all about you and the art, but like, no, 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 no. You have, you still have to make money and know what you're getting into. Why do we have that mindset? I, I, I might be a left brain, right brain thing. Who knows? Yeah. I've, I have no idea. You're, you're a doctor. You tell me. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's more... Um, again, like the lack of knowledge, like you don't know, you're like, Oh, I, I just get, I work on my craft. I'm going to show up and they're going to love it. And that's going to be it. Mm-hmm. But you look at some of the most successful actors out there and you look at Will Smith, you look at the rock, the amount of business going on behind the scenes that they're so well known internationally because they know that's going to change the value of their name when it comes to being in movies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's understanding all that and, yeah. and, learning how to navigate it and then building your own team, like understanding that, you know, it sounds really cool to have an agent and, you know, having an agent's integral to being an actor, but if it's not the right fit, it's not going to work for you. And you have to understand, you know, having an agent's like finding a good therapist, a good coach, a good boyfriend, a good friend. It's, it's, you know, you want to make sure you guys have the same end goal and they're going to be the right person to get you there. It's you're building your team of people. And then you might end up looking at a PR person, a lawyer, a manager, a coach, all those kind of things, you know, and that's, it's really it. You you just got to build your proper team and make sure they have the avenues to help you get where you are, where you want to go. Yeah. And not being afraid to put value on yourself as the product, I think is so important, right? I think we, I can't even tell you how many people have said, oh my gosh, I got to be in set. I couldn't believe it. I would do this for free. And I'm like, no, don't say that a lot. No, like, <laughs> well, like yeah. sure. Yeah. It's great. It's fun, but mm-hmm. you are valuable. Your time is valuable. And yeah what we value in this is money. Sorry. That's just what it is. You have to know your worth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like, I mean, there's like passion projects and I've been on, you know, in movies where the director has been friends with someone and they've called in and they're, you know, they're working for way less than what, you know, their thing is, but it's also, you get to a point that you're going to do projects that mean something to you. Right. That's kind of like the goal, right. Is to tell a story and enjoy what you do versus Mm -hmm. just doing it to, get paid. Yeah, absolutely. It's a fine balance for sure. Yeah, Yeah, it's tricky. So yeah, take me through, take me through your process for, for casting. So like if you were given a breakdown, you know, you need to find an actor or an actress for this, Mm -hmm. what kind of triggers when you're looking through those little one inch photos of people? Um, Like, is that, I have a couple questions. Is that something that you've do you did you have training to like learn about like who to look for or is it something that's just kind of gut like and I mean I think it's like intuition like yeah. it, it starts at the script level so yeah. I read the script and I have pen and paper with me you know I figure out who all the characters are I read it like two or three times so I'll do every single character and then I go back and I'm going more for feel and I'll I will literally write actors names I know or even people I know yeah. um next to the roles 
I have an idea. It's like when you read a book and you close your eyes and you're imagining what all these characters look like. That's basically Mm -hmm. what I do for a living, right? So I have an idea, but then I speak to the director or the network, or it depends on the type of casting that's going on. And I figure out what it is they're looking for and what they want and what mandates, you know, they have or the network has or, you know, and then I'll put a swing in every now and then. And then I just, I I know what I'm looking for. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I bet I'm also... I probably give more opportunities and ask for more self tapes than I, I probably should because it really eats up my time. But I just understand that tell is not geographical and there's definitely diamonds in the rough there. And I love finding it. So mm-hmm. is there anything that's been surprising about the industry in general since you've been in it? Surprising. It's small. It's very tiny. Mm. So like, you know, I talk to any of my friends who don't work in this field and they're like, Oh wow. Like we really are two degrees from Kevin Bacon, no matter who you are. Like, (laughs) you know, like at this point in my career, I can go on IMDb and be like, okay, we have this many people in common or that, you know? So, you know, it it is really small. So just be a good person. It's a very small industry. Good work gets you fired. Being a good person and honest gets you fired. It's it's about it. You know? Mm Have you always been a coach or is that something that's been fairly new? Were you casting first and then coach? Uh, no, I mean, I've been co- like, I've had uh, clients I've been coaching who are now like 18 since they were like 11, oh, but it was very individualized. Like I never really advertised it too much. It was just like a few people would come to me and, you know, when I had an office pre pandemic, uh, we would run self tapes out of the office and my associates would help. And occasionally people would ask me to help them coach if it wasn't something I was casting and, um, yeah, there's just a few people like, again, finding a good coach is like finding a good therapist. There's a few people that we just worked really well together that, you know, when we get signs, we break it down. And my goal as a coach is not to make you dependent on me. My goal as a coach is to teach you how to properly break down sides, look for those moments. That's going to make it different than how everybody else is going to audition for it. But the six, seven to 10 other people reading for the same role, what are you going to do? That's going to stand out. What's the subtext to your character? Uh, you know, we'll do the use, we'll work on breath work. Um, we'll figure all that out and then we'll kind of let it go and just fall into the character. And it's, you know, I hope people can go away and understand how to do that on their own. And then I might get a text and be like, listen, I made some choices. Do you have 15 minutes? Because my goal is to not make you dependent on me. My goal is to coach you, guide you, and then let you go and crush it, you know? And that's, you know, that, that my main goal is booking, you know, like I, I don't need to know your past trauma. And I know like there's different coaches and everyone has a different way of learning. And that works really well for some people. I can say, have you experienced something like this? Is there something that this relates to? I don't need to know the details. I also, when we're done a session, can't be there to help you deal with anything that would have been brought up. Right. Like that's not, that's not my job. I took mm-hmm. psych. I moved to film studies and dropped out. So I ain't qualified. <laughs> I'm not a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I'm like, I'm, I'm there to help and, and guide you for what the character might be feeling and going through and, and fun things we could throw in there. And then really understanding the breakdowns and knowing what, you know, we're looking for, whether it's a feature, an MOW, a TV show, a comedy, a thriller, you know, it, it's all going to need something different. Mm-hmm. And that's where I really, I've definitely appreciated and learned from you is that genre, like knowledge, right? Like, what are they looking for? If it is a Hallmark, if it is a MOW, and if it's this specific character within that genre, mm-hmm. like, you know, like your job here is to be X, Y, Z. 
I didn't know, like, I didn't know any of that stuff, right? I don't know where I could have learned that stuff except from somebody like yourself who sees it all day, every day, and needs to find the perfect person for that. So, mm-hmm. so incredibly helpful and fun, <laughs> right? Like, it's it fun. fun when you learn that stuff. You're like, oh, yeah. this is great. It makes it more um, approachable and, and less intimidating mm-hmm. when you know what your yeah. job is, basically. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think too, like, and I, I can't imagine, and I understand to an extent that. You know, as actors, you guys get in your head so much about some small things like, okay, but, you know, am I wearing the right outfit? Do I use props, not use props? How how many props? And, uh, you know, how should I be me in my slate or my character in the slate? And should I do, you know, a front-end slate or a tail-end slate? And, uh, you know, like, just have your setup that works for you, that you know is good lighting, that's a clean background, that... You know, you're well, look at the casting director's notes. They're going to tell you how they want you framed. If not, just trust the guided, you know, chest at top of head with little to no headspace, like where we can see you, understand your camera angles. And in the end, character first always, Mm -hmm. you know, and and really think of those moments before and how you're going to create the square into becoming that space the character's in and immediately going to have us go, oh, crazy. I understand what's happening because, you know, 30 to 40 seconds in, we might already know. And if you're not giving us your best stuff and being confident in your choices from the beginning, you know, and then you bring it later, it might not get all the way seen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'd probably definitely worry about the little things like that because of Who wouldn't? Well, and control, right? Because I can, I have control over my lighting and my background and stuff yeah. like that. So if I'm going to worry about it, that's going to be, it, it's like a worry, but a good worry. And there's so many mixed messages. Like what I like is different than what another casting director would like, you know, to what your coach might be telling you you should do and yeah. all those things. But like the beauty of coaching is like, I always tell actors, go coach with as many people as you can go and audit as many classes as you can to figure out everyone has a different learning style too. Right. Like I talk pretty fast. I listen to my podcast at 1.8 two speeds. Like my brain just processes too quickly. So in in that sense, I might not be a coach for you if you think I'm too quick and too fast, right? Or I'm not slowing it down or you prefer different kinds of approaches, figure out what works for you to feel comfortable and get you the best results, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Anything that you are looking forward to coming up this year, what's 2022 looking like for you? Work-wise or personal? <laughs> whatever you feel, whatever you're comfortable sharing. Uh, I mean, work's relatively busy right now. We have yeah. uh, three movies shooting, casting two, about to have a call for another today. So mm-hmm. it's, it's it's pretty busy. I, I, you know, I love what I do. So that's great. Outside of that, you know, I have a couple trips finally planned. So that'll be fun see the world again. (laughs) Yeah. And what about any kind of favorite memories so far or fun times or crazy stories from your life in casting? One of my favorite auditions, and I won't say names, was I was doing a a TV series for CBC. And it was like this one line role uh, where this actress had to uh, just say one line. And I this character was supposed to go through many, she's basically playing a secretary and he was supposed to go through many different secretaries and she came in and auditioned and the way she said her lines, um, 
basically she's trying to say the name of a client waiting, but couldn't say the name properly. And it's the girl's first day. So she's overwhelmed and everyone else came in and just kind of like, you know, messed up the name, messed up the name. And it's like, yeah, you could work, you could work, you could work, whatever. The way this specific actress came in and did it is we all remember our first jobs. Like I used to work at a restaurant and I remember, you know, uh, my boyfriend at the time, his friends coming in my first day and I was like overwhelmed and like, this is not for me. And I just wanted to cry. So the way this actress came in to do that line, as she was trying to say the word, it was that feeling we've all been through where it's like inadequacy. I can't, I'm overwhelmed. And it, she just started to cry, but it was like, this nervous, I made her do it twice to make sure it wasn't nervous from the audition, but she crushed it. It was so genuine, so amazing that the director then made me stop the rest of the auditions for all the other roles we had called the writer. And we ended up signing her to a three-year option for the show. And she became one of the main characters in the show. They just rewrote a bunch of it. So like, I've seen some pretty magical things happen. I think my favorite part of the job is watching you know, actors I know have been coaching for a long time with different people and auditioning and auditioning and auditioning, finally getting like their big break and just like watching, you know, friends and actors that I know that I've just been like, yeah, from the sidelines for so long, finally getting theirs. And it's, it feels really cool. Yeah, absolutely. I can imagine. Yeah. And I think you kind of mentioned a, a little bit before about how you love to find those like diamonds in the rough, but also I think um, like going against kind of typecasting and stuff like that as well too, mm-hmm. and just finding people and finding faces. I think it's exciting for actors to hear that as well too, that there's always kind of people cheering for you, right? People yeah. rooting for you. Yeah. And, and I think people like, especially when you're starting and again, like the whole lifting the veil and people not realizing, like you think it's like an American Idol situation. Yeah, yeah. Or like 2002 where it's like Simon being like, "Eh," and everyone laughing when you leave the room. If I'm bringing you in to auditions because I'm hoping you're going to book the job, I'm confident you're going to do a good job. I've probably talked you up to my client to an extent. Um, If I book this role, guess what? I get to go home and hang out with my kid. My job's done. You know, like my goal is to book this role. You are solving a problem for us. So you know, you get five to 10 minutes out of your day to come in and play and have fun and escape whatever's going on in your life. We get to sit there and watch and enjoy whatever you're bringing to this character. And something else like for actors to remember, and I say this to a lot of them, like we get so hung up on lines, which are definitely important. You definitely want to do them properly, but people forget that a lot of times the audition is the first time we're hearing these lines out loud, Mm -hmm. depending on the budget. We're not having a table read beforehand right? We're hearing all these lines for the first time. So there's been many times we sat there and if something feels really weird coming out of your mouth and it's not intentional, feel free to change it so that it's still like in the same realm of the point. But there's been times we've heard people say it and then we go, that sounds really funny. And then we ask them to do it a different way or lose one of the words because we hadn't heard it out loud before. So, interesting. you know, we're all there doing a job I'm just as nervous sometimes, you know, pre pandemic when I'm in the room, it's the first time I'm with my client, you know? So like, we're going to do the best to make it a comfortable, you know, surrounding for you, but mm. we're all there just doing our job and yeah. we get to come in and have fun for a little bit. So yeah, we completely forget that mm-hmm. 100%. And I, we hear it all the time, right? Yeah. Casting directors are here for you. Casting directors are wanting to support you. 
I don't know why we hear it a million times. And it's like it's hitting a brick wall and it doesn't quite yeah. go in. I think it's because we're just like, no, I'm so isolated and me, it's the actor. I don't know what it is. But it just, it feels so good to keep hearing it, especially from somebody like yourself. Like, it's just yeah. very, it's calming, right? It takes pressure off. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure some casting directors don't necessarily want to be approached and don't have the same yeah. approach to it as I do. But, I, you know, everyone's different. It just. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Any other final words of wisdom? No, just enjoy, have fun and. Yeah you know, be you and then be whoever we want you to be. How do people find you? So they can either go to my website. So smithcasting.com and we do have a database where we'll update you on stuff. We do monthly newsletters and you'll find out about our uh, workshops as well as, you know, casting notices often go out through there depending on what, what it's for and uh, at smithcasting on Instagram and yeah, that's where we're at. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and thank you, Alona, for being my guest this week. If you're interested in learning more about Alona and her coaching and her workshops, take a look at her website, smythecasting.com. They also have a database there that um, they'll send out email newsletters and stuff like that to the database. There's always lots of great opportunities, especially if you're based in Ottawa, that they send out regarding background work, needing extras for all their projects in Ottawa. So definitely take a look at that if you're an Ottawa local. I hope you'll tune in next week for another episode of Second Act Actors. Bye. Second Act Actors is produced and edited by me, Janet McMorty. Theme music by Guillaume. Additional sound editing by David Studio. Additional video editing by Jackie Wadewer. Show notes written by Sarah Hopkinson. I record using Riverside FM. If you're interested in developing an interview-based webcast like mine, I highly recommend this platform. Shoot me an email and I'll direct you to the wonderful folks there. If you or someone you know is interested in being a guest, email me at secondactactors at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. My love language is words of affirmation, so compliments, constructive criticism, and feedback are always welcome and encouraged. Negative Nancys, Judgy McJudgersons, or Debbie Downers, unless you're Rachel Dratch, regarding me or my guests are not welcome. It takes serious courage to share your story with the world, so if you're tempted to negatively comment about someone else's story, please ask your therapist why you're such a garbage person. Save the drama for the stage. On that happy note, I hope you'll tune in next week for another episode of Second Act Actors. Bye! Bye!